0: Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. I'm your host, Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the unique challenges service members face during pregnancy, postpartum recovery, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten senior leaders and new moms alike on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we'll be speaking with Brandon Childers of Freelance Corporal. He works with gamified money tracking. So he will describe this to us and explain to us exactly what it is. But essentially, he has a software that uses a cognitive behavioral approach to improve our money management. So this uses the same principles that addicts us to slot machines and social media as well. And so we can use it in order to improve our own spending habits. And also, Brandon, it, he was a Marine. Um, You were a Huey Crew Chief, right? And you deployed to Afghanistan?
1: Hi, Claudia. Thanks. That's all correct. Yeah, I was a Marine from 2010 to 2015, and I was a Huey Crew Chief uh, and a door gunner instructor. I work with the psychology of finance to help improve the spending habits of the junior enlisted uh, population.
0: So your target audience is more junior enlisted folks to help them? understand how to not manage money, but
1: how would you describe it? I would say how to think about money. And yeah, my, my target population is definitely uh, the junior enlisted folk. That's they're near and dear to my heart. I got out as a Lance Corporal, uh, very junior enlisted. And Most of the Marine Corps, uh, 50% is E3 and below. So a lot of us, uh, you know, get in and get out and, you know, really don't get exposure with what we're supposed to do with our resources. And it was frustrating to me in a culture that teaches us how to brush our teeth and tie our shoes. They never really took the time to tell us, you know, how to avoid scams in credit cards and how to you know, put our resources in savings accounts with rates that beat inflation or what any of that means. And it was frustrating getting out of the military and, and seeing the split. Half my friends went to college and used the GI Bill and did really well for themselves. And the other half, uh, it's a much darker story. And I think that by putting this information in the pocket of the junior enlisted earlier in their in their service, we can avoid some of those negative outcomes down the road.
0: That's really great. I got lucky when I was pretty young, right out of college, I went to work at a company where they had a 401k and they had a kind of like this open house, everyone come over and come learn about it. And so I sat in a bunch of seminars about it and decided, okay, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> but I, it was, I felt like it was really difficult for me because I was making so little money that to even just give up, you know, $50 extra a month meant I was living paycheck to to paycheck. And, you know, it's comparable to what our lower enlisted do, especially if you have family. (laughs) My, My cheering team here. What sort of advice or how is it that you help navigate that?
1: I love that point. Starting early in allotments, so I, I too was fortunate. Very early on, I had some good mentorship and got involved in the TSP, which uh, you know, as most of your listeners probably know, is the military's version of a 401k. Uh, and you know, there's no match, but it's but it's our 401k. And so from the day one of day one of boot camp, I you know allotted a certain percentage of my income to the TSP, and just never got used to having that money. And I think this is kind of some of the the self-deception and trickery necessary to build savings over time. It is hard to to give up a little a little bit of money when you don't have that much of it to begin with. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's really expensive to be poor, and, and the longer, you know, the the longer we put off the savings behavior necessary to you know, take care of us down the road, uh, what we need to be doing, the more expensive it gets on a day-to-day basis and and makes that day down the road that we should have been saving for even harder, um, if that makes sense. The advice is allotments. In the military, if you use Navy Fed or USAA or really any bank that you're using, you know, you can set up a a savings account. I, I have one for the holidays and I put $50 a month into this holiday account And every December I have $600 for a plane ticket home or gifts or presents, what have you, you know, if I were to think about in any given moment, $50 is $50. But if it comes out of my account before I even know it was there, it's hidden from me, but I know how to access it. So I think this really is helpful with resources. We don't want to give up our money. So how do we use automation to help ourselves
0: so can you explain to us what is gamified money tracking?
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> so money tracking, honestly, is a is a bit of a trick term. But I mean budgeting. I really want people to learn how to budget. But I think that that's an off-putting word that kind of scares off some of the audience. So by calling it uh, money tracking, I think it's a little bit more appealing to the, the junior crowd. And gamification. Now, this... Uh, this is kind of, this is my cup of tea uh, and what I've been researching since graduate school and how to incentivize engagement uh, with budgeting. And I think that by using the principles of gamification, we can make it a lot more fun. So gamification is the process of adding a point structure to a mundane task. I want to talk a moment about uh Lacey Maggie, uh, the inventor of Monopoly, she was a mother. <clears throat> and after the Great Depression, uh, she she noticed a huge gap in uh, financial education. You know there was the you know the utility companies and the railroads and the, you know, all the property owners that were renting to this really uneducated group of people that were easily manipulated because they didn't understand what was going on. And she said, "How do this is so complex. How am I supposed to teach this to my children? So every night she stayed up with a piece of paper and a pen and drawing out the board and adding the functions and the the elements that make it the game that we play today with the community chests and the chance cards and the dice. And she added elements of gamification to a mundane task that made it more comprehensible to all of us. And this is kind of my goal with Freelance Corporal.
0: Right, she made it easy for a child to understand because I remember playing it with my dad and not knowing what utilities were, but I understood
1: utilities because my father explained it to me through monopoly. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, money's kind of a taboo topic. It's, uh, you know, it's not the focal point of a lot of our education, despite being the focal point of our life. You need money. We all need it and it stinks to not have it. Uh, So how do we take something that's so fundamental to our ability to enjoy life in a sense? But then when it comes time to you know teach and educate, you know there's, there's so much confusion and there's and, and then there, there's uh, stigmas attached to it and not really knowing how to speak about it.
0: So what is it that your software does then to help us with the incentive piece to it?
1: First, uh, I think probably most important step is breaking down, how we think about our resources. If I ask somebody how much they make in a year, they can almost always tell me. And I could ask them how much they pay for rent in a month. You know this number as well. And somebody that's good with their budgeting could probably tell me how, many, how much they spend on groceries in a week. But if I ask how much, you know, how much gas money are you using per day, how much soda are you drinking per day? When you think about the daily and hourly expenses, it gets really hard to, to figure out what we're using. And so when we think about money from a yearly and monthly perspective, that's a pretty far zoom out from the day-to-day lifestyles that we lead. So first and foremost, how do we think about money on a day-to-day, and hour-to-hour basis without being overwhelmed Uh, by the stress of not having enough money to think that way. I'm not able, unfortunately, to help my, you know, my members financially. I don't have money to give them and nothing changes. You know, the the amount of income that you have when you come to the website is the same. But how are you thinking about those resources and how can you use them more effectively? That's where I think I can help.
0: Okay. Can you tell us a little bit, do you have any more examples of gamification that we see every day? Like You, you mentioned the slot machines, for instance, how does that work into it?
1: Certainly. Uh, if I can put my psych hat on, I want to talk about uh, reinforcement scheduling. And this is really important, both in you know, the gamification of the financial process, which is quite a mouthful. Parenting. Um, every, par- every parent uses a schedule of reinforcements, whether or not they're in, we're in tune to it. So um, simply, uh, there's interval and ratio. So interval is how often a reward is given, and ratio is the size of the reward. And either of these principles can be fixed or variable. So Military paychecks are a fixed interval reinforcement schedule. Every 1st and the 15th, we get the same amount of money it's very consistent. We can rely on it. And I mean, anybody in a military community can recognize what the base looks like on you know, the 7th and the 21st versus the 1st and the 15th. Now, variable ratios when there's, this is the slot machine uh, logic. With a slot machine, you never know how much money you're going to win or if you're going to win at all. There's no interval and there's no Ratio, there's no uh, fixed structure, and that's what makes it so exciting. When is it going to happen, and how much is it going to be? And this this logic is applied to social media. We, we never know, you know. Oh, a lot of addictive processes. You can we can find this reinforcement schedule. Now, how do we bring that back to parenting and money? Punishments and rewards is probably what uh, terms that are more familiar. On the parenting realm. So, for punishments, again, pu- pu- punishments and rewards. And in each category, we have positive and negative. So, an example of a positive punishment would be adding chores, as where a negative punishment would be a timeout or turning the TV off. So, it's adding or subtracting. Punishments are to reduce a behavior. Rewards, however, are to increase a behavior. Examples in this realm, positive reward is giving ice cream. Hey, you did this, and now you get ice cream as a reward. A negative reward would be taking away chores. So if my daughter's supposed to take out the garbage, which is a really unrealistic example because she's two. If if she performs a behavior that I like, and I can say, hey, Layla, you did really good. Now I'll take out the trash. You don't have to do that. That's removing an activity that she didn't want to do to, to encourage a behavior that I do want her to do. So this is a little confusing and wordy, but I, <clears throat> as we bring, bring it back to the financial realm, so the opportunities are... Everything, everything in our life is very punishment-oriented. You know, if, if you do wrong, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to get arrested. You're going to have to pay a fine. There's examples of this everywhere, and especially in the military. But How, you know, where do we find reward structures in nature... I think that we can build them into the software to create more desirable habits. Did I answer your question or did I take off on a, on a psych rant?
0: (laughs) No, it it is interesting. So ultimately you, you help us improve our financial literacy. So kind of, you can understand where your money's going and then reap some rewards from, from that. That's correct. Through money management.
1: so I'm pretty under the hood of the the function of the software, but at, as the user in, uh, engages the the idea is to break down what do you, a very simple budget. You know what are, what are your expenses each month? In so what, how much do you make? What are your expenses and what's left over? And of what's left over, if you were to divide that by the days of the month, what's your daily disposable income. And I think that by bringing awareness to this, it doesn't change the amount of money at play, but what it does is it gives somebody, okay, I have $24 that I can blow today and not feel bad about. That's how much I have to spend. And if I go over that, then I'm going to have less money to spend tomorrow. I think that uh, the banking interfaces we use now while convenient relative to where we were 10 years ago, you know, the mobile banking apps are great. They give us uh, access to our banking information constantly, but I don't think they tell us. Uh, I think they give us the 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 why, but they don't give us the how and the what of our banking. It it gives you a spreadsheet of numbers, but it doesn't really show you how those numbers are changing over time. So I think that by adding some visual elements, you know, just simple charts, uh, bar charts, pie charts, graphs. That's how we want to see uh, our information delivered to us. So by just taking information that's readily available and just reworking the way that it's displayed, I think that we can change behaviors just by bringing awareness to what's happening.
0: Okay. And you take into account things that are unique for a service member. So like the base pay for the first of the month, then on the 15th, plus the BH, any hazardous pays that we receive your TSP contributions and all that. And that's kind of what makes it a little bit more tailored for those of us who are in the military as well. Certainly. I mean, you even have beer as
1: one of the options on there. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's important to speak the language of the user. You know, I think when I was a junior enlisted marine and I lived in the barracks, if I'm being honest with you, beer was probably you know, my biggest expense. So, I mean, that's let's be let's be straightforward about it. I don't, there's <clears throat> there's not really room for judgment here. It's just I, I want to help people that want to help themselves but don't understand how finance is so confusing. There are hundreds of functions in Excel for uh of finance uh finance functions that you and I and anybody without a finance degree doesn't have any understanding what they mean. But the banks that loan us money that we rely on, they understand there's a huge gap between how money works and the people that use it. And that gap is closing. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of interest in, in what uh, you know the, the game, game stonks. Uh, there's been this huge, in the last month or two, huge wave of, of young people uh, getting involved in Wall Street, saying, "Hey, what's going on here? I want in, and 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 how do I succeed?" And it's great. That's half the battle. Now we have interest, uh, but now, what tools do we give those people so that they can succeed?
0: Right. How do you get started? Okay. So, how can you help us understand our credit card statements?
1: I want to talk about exponential growth bias. In most people, don't understand how resources change over time exponentially. And by exponentially, I mean uh, with an interest rate. We hear an interest rate and we think about how, you know, uh, I like to use savings as an example. Debt debt is hard, but it's the exact same. So if I open a savings account, uh, you know, with a, a 2% uh, annual interest rate of return, um, naturally my mind, you know, if I start with $100, I think 2%, I don't think a compounding 2%, I just think 2%. So over time, you know, if I expect in five years that 2% makes my $100 $120, when in reality it compounds and makes it $200, I'm making up numbers. You know, there's obviously, there's dangers on both fronts. With debt, if somebody doesn't have a full understanding, if they didn't read the fine print, the, uh, I don't know anybody that does. <laughs> but so, if you get yourself involved in a credit card or a loan uh, whose terms you don't understand, and, and your perception is that it's only growing X amount over over time, when in reality it's it's an exponential value of that. Uh, it becomes huge and overwhelming i mean I, I don't need to undersell it debt it's dangerous you know I know people that have commit suicide because they have debts they couldn't repay that's that's it's uh, that's, that's too big of a problem to not be addressing now on the flip side savings if you if you have an understanding of what can happen to a resource over time if you start early and you understand you don't have whether or not you understand if you can get involved in savings early over time it's going to pay huge dividends. So yeah, if we were to look at two lines, one is your savings and one is is your loans and your debt. You know, one is going up and one is going down. The difference between those lines demonstrates our net worth. You know, how much how many assets do we possess versus how many, you know, how many dollars we have in debt. And 80% of our country is in the red. Most Americans don't have $500 for an emergency. Most Americans are in hundreds of thousands of debt. This is our culture. Now, if you wanna live in a house in our country, you better have good credit and, and be ready to work for the next 30 years to be there. Uh, it's the way that we've, they've set up our lifestyle. It has some really negative uh, side effects. Did I answer the question or did I get off track?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that Lacey Langford of the Military Money Podcast spoke about, I interviewed her for episode number 22. And Mm. she discusses how when you save, you're saving for two people. You're saving for yourself today, but also you're saving for your 80-year-old self in the future, you know, so putting aside, like you mentioned $50 a month, for instance, I mean, is is $50 a month even a realistic amount for say a PFC who's in the military?
1: Certainly. Certainly.
0: And in, in one that's maybe a single parent as well.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, everybody's financial situation is different, but I do think that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, the unique opportunity uh, that we have in the military You're never going to have camaraderie and, uh, and friendship and brotherhood and sisterhood like we have in the military. Now that's not to say that you should be, or have to be borrowing money from your friends more. So the community of support that you have around you of people that are making the same amount of money that have the same, the same amount of access to resources as you, um, when you can get a community, you know, uh, when you can set a goal and work towards, there, there's nothing that stops uh, the military, for example. I really like uh, the, the biggest loser, uh, the weight loss competition. You know, I never watched the show, but as a principal, you, know, you have a group of people they are all trying to lose weight, which is difficult to do, and they're competing against each other. So whoever, you know, everybody wins together you, if you win the most weight, or I'm sorry, if you lose the most weight, then, you know, you've made it closest to the goal and you win. But even if you don't win, everybody's progressing towards the goal together. And I think, I think this absolutely could exist with financial fitness goals in the military. If me and my 19 year old buddies all want to, you know, I don't want to work with my back forever. Boy, I'd sure love to retire. What are we going to do gang? You know, Mm -hmm. we have so much time to sit around and throw rocks at hands in the military. Why not spend a few of those minutes uh, making a plan for ourselves and then holding each other to stick to it? In the Marines, especially, physical fitness is our pinnacle. uh, There's active body shaming. If you do not live up to the standards, you're going to get called out for it. It's going to be embarrassing. uh, So if we're allowed to hold each other to such a ridiculous standard and make fun of each other when you don't, why can't we do the same thing for our nickels and dimes?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a great point. I I totally believe that you can always figure out an amount to set aside. And you mentioned this up front. You know, if you're not used to having that money, and you don't see it every day because you've set up an allotment. Then uh, you're you're going to survive without that money, but it's going to be there for you you know later in life or in case of an emergency where do you recommend people invest their money into i mean i know you're not a financial manager or anything but do you offer any sort of recommendations
1: well if you're in the military i i had a great experience with the tsp you know i think it's it's been a great return it's, it's thoughtless uh, just set up an allotment and then don't think about it hide hide the password from yourself and then go back in five years and see how much you have. It's fun. So, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the, the emergency savings account is really, every, I don't want to say you need to have one, but you, you need to have one. Uh, that first and foremost, if you don't have an emergency savings account, take as much as you can, whether it's $5 or $500, and put it in an account get it started. And then you know, it's a grad, it can be a gradual process. There shouldn't be any guilt or shame uh, associated with this. Money is hard. It's frustrating. Uh, you know, you have a community. We're on your side. Take what you can, set it aside, and get a little bit of a plan together, and do better next month.
0: I think money is also very emotional for most people, and it's not meant to be. It's not in a. It's not an emotion. It's a tool. You know, to get by day to day. So once you get confident on how to utilize that tool you know, then you're just going to get better with time as well. And when you start seeing the returns, I mean, thrift savings plan is fantastic. And which is a fund that all the money automatically goes into. Is it the G fund?
1: Do you remember? Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that when I was in, uh, I did in boot camp. I did 10% off the top to the TSP. And then like six months, maybe nine months later, once I, I think slowed down, I had a minute to look at my stuff. I, uh, I looked at the different fund options within the TSP and I the S and the I. Um, the I is international and the S is, uh, uh, I forget which one. It's a little bit higher risk than the standard G fund, but maybe that's a recommendation I would make. If you're young and you're just getting started in this, you've got a lot more flexibility. You can invest in a little bit uh, riskier, higher uh, return uh, opportunities. Rather, uh, if you're in your, you know, late forties, fifties, you're nearing retirement, mm-hmm. the G fund is going to be much better. You want your your eggs in a safe basket where you know they're going to be available to you in a few years when you need them. So, but this this flexibility, though, I think is what justifies the excuse to not start saving. Oh, there's high risk accounts, so I can just start later and invest bigger. Well, that's. A much more dangerous, much less likely, and you know, what you're best off doing is starting early with a little bit, and watching it grow over time. And, you know, any 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 18 year old, 17 year old even that joins the military has the opportunity to become a millionaire. Uh, you know, if they start on day one and establish the the habits for themselves, it's very possible. We have the resources. And that's the frustration. Every one of us could be doing this. And so few are. I could harp on that all day.
0: Right. So in order to get started with a TSP, you just go into MyPay and you opt into it really easily. But like we mentioned, all your funds will automatically go into the G fund. But then in order to diversify that and select a different options to go a little bit more high risk and have a higher return, you need to log into your TSP account which requires your login and password that's separate from using a cat card. So encourage that for sure. Brandon, what else do you have for us? Any advice for the single moms out there?
1: So I, I didn't want to talk, you know, in regards to the punishments and rewards and in the environment uh, as a whole. I, uh, I started graduate school when my daughter was one. And I remember sitting uh, in a professor's office, really, really venting, I was upset. And I said, this is hard. I study psychology at a really good school at the graduate level. I should understand how to apply these principles. This is, it was an applied psychology program. I was really down on myself, like, I should be better at parenting. I'm here studying how to do this. And I'm, I'm just, it never gets easier. In fact, I feel like it gets harder. I just become more aware to what I could mess up, and when the rubber meets the road, it's difficult to be a parent.
0: It not is. Really re- <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, any anybody listening can relate to this. It's 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 jaw clenching, crying, gritty, gritty, thankless work. I'm a stay at home dad. My wife works during the day, so I'm home with our two year old. Uh, I'm I'm in the trenches. I I don't want to say I get it, but I get it. It's hard. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a stack of textbooks that tell me to, you know, reward, don't punish. It's always better if you can reward. But when you're in the trenches, you know, crying with your uh, (laughs) two-year-old, how am I supposed to, what behavior here is rewardable? What am I, how am I supposed to turn this around? I'm so angry. I'm so stressed. I'm so frustrated. But I'm supposed to be incentivizing with positive behavior. How am I supposed to snap my fingers and make this begin? And it kind of feels a lot like the stress of, how do I start savings? I'm just in a pit of emotion. How am I supposed to turn this around and help myself? Uh, That that's the environment. How do you have to change our environment? Uh, In parenting, this could be as simple as going outside. And in money, it may be the same. Uh, Just take a breath, get get a hold of yourself for a moment, come up with a little plan in your head, uh, and then pursue it. So for for me, what, what helps is just, uh, I read the same chapter of this parenting book about tantrums almost every morning. And every morning, it's just as fresh. Like, I didn't remember what it said from yesterday. It's a new reminder that babies are emotional. And so are we, but babies don't have the tools to communicate. Uh, that really doesn't change over time. Everybody struggles to communicate. We all throw tantrums and it kind of boils down to, being stressed about something that we don't know how to communicate to those around us. That's why my daughter yells at me in the morning. And that's why I get upset at night. How do I, how do I figure this out? Who can help me? I, my, my tip or advice or help or, you know, two cents Uh, to remember we're one, one year into a quarantine. Uh, This is, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of added stressful factors to an already difficult process, uh, you know the world's changing under our feet. Um, you know we didn't even break the ice on cryptocurrencies or portfolio diversification, as it pertains to what type of dollar we're going to be spending in five years.
0: Oh, please don't even get into <laughs> cryptocurrencies. I <That's, laughs> don't even know. It's a
1: whole other hour on its own. But yes. I'm serious. If you if you spend all this time and effort trying to figure out how to organize and diversify your U.S. dollar uh, for safety in the long term, and then it disappears and is replaced by a currency that you didn't know existed. Does it seem likely? Not not particularly, but is it happening under our feet? Yeah, it sure seems to be. So I already didn't understand my finances. Now you're going to go and it's like adding imaginary numbers. Do you remember algebra in high school and you almost got it? And then they came in with this imaginary number nonsense. You're like, I quit. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, we can't, we can't afford for our students to be quitting. We need uh, our students to be interested and we need a way to develop, uh, you know, to provide the information to them in a way that's appealing that makes them want to learn more.
0: how can people find you if they want to get into gamified money tracking system?
1: I'm on all the social medias is free LCPL. And the website is freelancecorporal.com. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to to speak to, uh, listen to or help anybody I can.
0: Thank you very much, Brandon. Thanks for speaking with us today.
1: Thank you, Claudia.
0: If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone who can benefit from this information. You can also follow the Parenting in Uniform Facebook page to stay up to date on the latest news related to military parents and families. Thank you for listening. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.